What's up, everyone, and welcome back to an- another episode of the original Tattoo Talk podcast with Brian Briggs. Now, last week I made an episode and I kind of had an idea in mind for this week because, uh, you know, things are pretty cool for me over here right now, chilling in my private studio. Um, actually, I came to the shop on my time off right now to come do the podcast in like a quiet area. So I could get some better quality for you guys, because uh, I want to talk about some stuff that hopefully can actually help some people out there or whatever. Because um, I do get questions from people uh, hitting me up on Instagram. If you haven't followed me on Instagram, check me out on there. Pony Boy Tattoos uh, sh- should be pretty easy to find that. Um, but right now, it's just me in here, basically. I mean, I got room for other artists, but. Man, it's hard to it's hard to find the right kind of people that you want to like work for you and stuff. It's not just about like quality art, really. It's like there's much more to it, you know. Like, um, and I'm honestly having a hard time just finding the quality artists, uh, you know. Not to mention like a decent personality and someone that knows you know how to uh, how customer service should work basically, and how to promote themselves, uh, that kind of stuff, you know, is learned over time, but, uh, some people never learn those kind of things, so, um, for me, because I'm kind of isolated in the middle of Michigan, it's, like, a weird spot, too, though, to, like, try and find people, because, like, I don't know how I'm gonna do it, I, I'm gonna end up having to have, find somebody from out of the area and moving them in and import somebody into the area, because, uh, I do have, more than enough work most of the year I have way too much work to uh, take on so I end up like just selecting the stuff that I should be doing the most of you know like the stuff that I feel like I'm able to be most creative with or that I'm best at actually being able to do um, you know artistically like my skill sets well uh, I don't know I'm really good at like watercolor stuff I feel like I have like a creative touch with that and um, really enjoy realistic black and gray. You know, I did a lot of pencil drawings and charcoal stuff for a long time to kind of craft that skill set there, too. So I also like to mix the two together whenever I can. Um, lately, I've been like painting stuff like that too to really try and craft other skill sets besides just tattooing. Uh, that stuff can really like go a lot further than a lot of people think. You know, a lot of people think it has nothing to do with tattooing, but I think that, um, if you never tried it, that you should try it before you say that. So, just sitting at the shop, though, before I really get into any of the other stuff, kind of makes me think about some other stuff I haven't really talked about. Like, I've been making some upgrades here, um, not really, like, in decoration, necessarily, but, like, I have an extra room, and I just took, like, that room basically and cleared like a whole it was just mainly storage and so I cleared this whole part of it so that it could be like a really good photography area for the tattoos and uh because it's getting to winter in Michigan and it's crazy to try and think that I don't know like back in California you know all year long it's fine just to bring people out outside for a picture and that's optimal you know and you can get uh natural lighting in the shade but uh you can't do that out here year-round, you know, you walk outside and it's freezing temperatures, so, uh, set up this room, I got two lights, and then when I started trying to use those, like, photography lights, it was, like, so shiny on the skin, even though I had the, the, the white, like, covers over them, I don't even know what any of this stuff is called, because I'm not a photographer, you know, but, um, it's like a, it's like a white cloth cover that goes over, uh, the light to kind of, like, um, keep it from like glaring too much or whatever but what I figured out is that you know if you you have to start by pointing the lights kind of like away from the tattoo first and then like slowly move them towards the uh, the tattoo until it has like the perfect amount of light without being too much like um, 
Yeah, I don't know. I've been trying to learn that because it's hard to take a picture of a reflective surface to somebody who told me to get a polarized lens. I got one of those for the phone, but I don't think it's the same as using it on like a really nice camera. Maybe I should invest into the camera next. I'm pretty sure, you know. I have a photographer who uses uh, like one of those really fancy ones like that, you know. Uh, I see a lot of guys using stuff like that nowadays too, but. Um, yeah, maybe that's the next adventure as far as, like, technological upgrades. Is I've still been using the same machines and ink because um, everything's really good with those. You know, like, I don't know if you've ever used the FK Irons Zion pen, but I've been using that for, like, a year now. And before that, I was using, like, a knockoff version of it. And if you have the knockoff version, it's cool, but it's just not the same. Like, it's it's different, like... Um, I don't know, like craftsmanship in the machinery, you know, like it doesn't, there's no, um, I don't know, I haven't had any problems with it, it's pretty, it's a pretty crazy machine actually, because it's so versatile, and I was like really skeptical about using one machine for everything for a long time, because, uh, you know, like I came from kind of more traditional backgrounds, and the guy that I learned from, you know, taught me basically that there's a machine for every job, so, um, yeah, this is different, basically, because you're not depending on the machine as much, so you have to adjust your hand differently and, and uh, adjust your technique. So it's more dependent on that kind of stuff than it is on the machine, whereas, like, you rely more on the machine with the traditional uh, electromagnetic coils, if that makes any, any sense. And then for ink... Uh, Oh, and for tubes, tubes I've been using Cheyenne Hawks because I've tried like everything and everybody always said Cheyennes and I remember Cheyennes in the beginning were like the first ones to come out with a pen. So um, yeah, they figured it out before everybody basically. So I think that is the best uh, needle there is out there. Uh, I haven't really heard about anybody having any problems with them except for that maybe they don't like the price. But you got to pay for quality on shit like that, you know? Like, the better your tools, the easier your job's going to be. I noticed my quality and my work get way better when I bought better machines and better uh, needles, you know, and just invested in only eternal ink. All my stuff started looking hella bright. Uh, yeah, so as far as, like, what I'm using, still the same shit. But I've been making a couple of upgrades as far as, like, lighting and uh, stuff like that. I do have, like, a second room cleared now, too, and by the county and stuff, so that I could have someone else tattoo, and uh, it's been that way for a while, I just, like I said, it's really hard to find the right person, so I'm gonna have to shop around, I haven't really opened it up to being like, hey, we're hiring, but um, people don't really come looking around for jobs that much either, so uh, if they do, they're not, they don't have a portfolio, or, like, they don't have any pictures online, even, or in their phone, and, you know, I have to have somebody I could trust, so. Uh, I got a friend that runs a shop, you know, like in uh, Utah, and it's like a pretty big shop, and he's been kind of having, like, some problems keeping artists there or whatever uh, for one reason or another, and then now he's got, like, a grip of, like, really good artists that are, like, on the team and everyone's focused and stuff, so I know, like, if I really want to find people, I got to be willing to, like, kind of go through, you know, like that or whatever and, like, be able to, you know, like, have, like, even if, not, I don't know, you can't fear people judging you and saying your shop is a revolving door or whatever, that people, you can't house artists for long. Like, it doesn't matter because sometimes you just have to go uh, through the pile, you know, to find that needle in the haystack, that perfect person that's going to fit your shop. And I know that, but um, for me, it's like, I'm always measuring, like, the freedom of, like, having my own space versus, like, hiring someone else. And then when I hire someone, right now there's only one other person. So um, it's, like, it really depends on them, too. Like, do they do they want to uh, basically just, like, rent a booth space and run their own business within the shop? Uh, that's one way I'm willing to maybe do it because... You know, then I have zero responsibility for them. They just pay me my money every week and make sure that it's on time and make sure that, you know, they're doing everything they need to do to supply themselves and to uh, keep working. But 
on the other hand, some people just, you know, want to tattoo and uh, don't want to have to worry about all the other stuff. And, you know, I do a lot of stuff online, built up like 18,000 followers over the last like two and a half years here. Um, just, you know, between all the different social medias I run for the business and for myself, my own brand. Uh, and it would be cool, you know, to have somebody else that knows what to do like that too. But I know that that's very rare and it's probably more likely that we'll have to go the other route, which would be like finding someone that's willing to, uh, pay a percentage. And if I take a percentage though, you know, like I'm not just going to take the percentage and put it into my fucking boat fund or whatever, you know, like all these guys that like, um, have like 10 Harleys or you know, you know exactly what I'm talking about. It's like the kind of owners that are just like living fat while their artists are like, you know, like fucking struggling basically. So I want to get someone, um, if they're going to be on a percentage to understand that, like why they're on percentage, you know, like, because we're going to take that cut and we're going to invest it back into you to keep you booked up. You know, I'm going to take that 50%, let's say, and, uh, or 40%, whatever it is agreed upon based on, you know, like whether you supply yourself or whatever. Um, and you take that cut and put it into just uh, massive advertising. That's what I do for myself already. So I already know it works, you know, and I stay booked out about two months right now. I'm booked out into January and, uh, you know, even that's becoming limited. So I'd stay about two months out usually and this is a slow time of the year where everyone else in my area is struggling doing sales and deals like half off tattoos and crazy shit you know so i'm pretty proud to be able to do that just two years into my business you know but i think that if i had another guy and i was had him on percentage i would be able to do it for him too but you know it's hard to also just guarantee that for somebody if they're coming from like far away it's like nerve-wracking you know to be honest to be able to do that for somebody but I think I can make it happen, especially if it was like a particular part of the year where it was a little bit busier, you know, and we can start them off with whatever is coming in kind of to keep them fed and then specialize them into a style of the same way I am and book them out a couple months out um, during that part of the year where everything is really uh, busy because it does get crazy here like twice a year because it's a, a college town where there's a big university, it's almost like the movies, like, I grew up in an area where there was not really, like, a college like that, at least that I was, like, exposed to, where there's, like, fraternities, sororities, and all that kind of shit, like, a big football team, a huge stadium, and all the culture surrounded around the college here, and then on the other side of town is a huge casino, and there's, like, all this native culture here and stuff, too, and, um, you know, they bring in big concert venues, and uh, comedians and all kinds of cool shit so it's kind of a cool area to be too but it's also small you know there's not really a ton to do um you know it's like somebody that has humble goals that just wants to like kind of you know maybe own a small house or whatever you know like build up a property or like have like the american dream start a business that kind of stuff you know like that's the kind of place that's still it's still like old time values too it's what I like about this place a lot but um, pretty easy to be able to start up like I did it um, I came here from California you know that's the other side of the fucking country and uh, I started here with nothing basically and I started at one shop that provided a lot of walk-ins and I cut it 50-50 with them and I realized like damn I'm putting in a lot of work paying out one month like I paid four thousand dollars to them and I'm um, I took home that much too, I think, or less, uh, anyways, and we went to, uh, we went to another shop after that, basically, some shit got crazy between me and him, I think I talked about this last episode, and so, but at the next shop, you know, that's where I really started on social media, I think that's so important for people to kind of brand themselves, you know, because that way, you could go to any shop, you know, um, it doesn't matter because people want to get tattooed by you and not just uh, by the shop or whatever, you know? And then it's important as a shop to be the opposite and to brand yourself as a shop so that anybody could come or go and your shop still remains because the culture is there, you know? And you could replace artists, but you can't replace, like, the shop 
vibe, the culture, that the way that people feel when they come in, the experience they have, you know, that's, yeah, that's built through like having like the same, you know, uh, missions in mind and having like open communication between artists and owners and everybody. So myself personally, I've never been lucky enough to have the opportunity to really work in a shop like that yet. So, um, but I have met a lot of people Scratch that. I've met a few people who <laughs> have made that happen for themselves, you know? So uh, I met a lot of artists throughout the years who do it different ways, but I, I've met a few that, that I like the ways they do it, and I'm trying to mix together, like, a few kind of, like, different models or ideas that I know about from their model because everyone's real secretive about what they really do and how they really do things, but, I mean... If you're lucky, sometimes you can take a course or, uh, you know, like pay some money to somebody for a little bit of their mentorship or something. Uh, I've done it before. Uh, I, I took a course from uh, Dax McClellan. Uh, I have another friend that plans on making a course. It sounds like he said something about it. Uh, and I, I'm going to take his too. And, you know, I don't care how much they cost, really. you got to take a chance sometimes and put some money into the into some courses like that, you know, like, uh, whether it might not even be tattoo related, maybe you take some courses on, yeah, like skills, like in tattoos, but like, what about business? You know, like if you're going to be a shop owner, you should probably know some shit about business besides like just what you learned from other tattoo artists, you know, because a lot of times like we're not really like the smartest people in the world, you know, there's a lot of fucking high school dropouts that are running businesses, uh, tattoo shops, you know, like, uh, based off rules that they heard from, you know, like, old school dudes, good, uh, fucking, like, I don't know, all those old school guys, you know, so, Sailor Jerry and shit like that, you know, and he says, your work speaks for itself, like, it, it doesn't speak for itself anymore, you know, this is a lot different of a generation, you have to speak for your work, you have to put it out there, and you have to market advertise yourself and brand yourself as your own thing, you know, like, you're, that way you um, built your own foundation and you can't fall. Like, I know so many artists that have done that where they, like, uh, helped build up shops and then, um, you know, get screwed over in the end. And, uh, you know, like, all the clients go back to the shop and not to them. So um, if if you do things in a, a way to where people think about your name rather than the shop's name, then... Uh, you're going to be able to carry on regardless of what happens to a shop or whatever, you know, like I, I got friends that don't even work for shops. So you don't, even, you can think outside the box, you know, like I got friends that do like one to two tattoo conventions a month and guest spot in between and just travel the world con constantly, you know, you're closer probably than you think to doing that too. If you're already tattooing consistently, like, and you have good skills like, you could easily do that. All you need is a little capital. So, you know, like, if you're willing to take out a little loan or and you had decent enough credit, or if you fucking saved up and stopped spending money on, like, cigarettes and alcohol and shit for, like, six months and put all that money away, um, you'd be surprised how much money you could put away and then start an adventure, like a tap venture, you know, and just do something for, like, two years. Like, don't even... Like, if you're bored at home, like, you need some inspiration. Like, you have to leave sometimes. You have to spread your wings to really fly. Like, you have to take a chance, you know? That's all I'm saying. All right, so I want to go on to this segment that uh, basically uh, I kind of had the idea in mind in the beginning of the week before when I started last episode. That's why what I do every week is kind of, like, have the subject in mind uh, for the following week and then... Uh, like throughout this last week, I've been kind of like writing notes of stuff uh, that I've been thinking about regarding uh, basically I want to help you skip the slow season, you know, because right now it's the slow season. And like I said, I'm booked out like into January and most people are struggling. And I think I can see some significant differences between like what I'm doing and what other people are doing. And, uh, you know, uh, basically... I have a lot of friends in the tattoo industry too, you know, so some people, they leave, they do guest spots during slow seasons, and some people are doing like those gift certificates at discounted rates, I've done them up to half off before, you know, um, I've done 
flash sheets other people i see doing those and doing like flat rates for you know like certain sized um, things this month and next month and uh i see those like gumball machine things where you uh, like win a random tattoo and people get you know kind of desperate and and i'll straight up give tattoos like basically for free you know but uh the the thing is like if you're gonna give a tattoo for free like you want to get some massive attention out of it and any of that stuff i'd rather just give away something for f totally for free than uh to just give something away at a bunch of discounted rates because then you're going to attract people who are going to want to come back at discounted rates like the people you'll notice that the people that you sell um 50 off discount uh certificates to are the only people like you see that time of year every year like they come back just for that specifically and they never come back for like a full price tattoo you know and like almost can't even blame them but that's just uh what kind of that's just what kind of like a person they are or whatever you know like uh, they're always looking for a deal and you were the one that like it's your fault for attracting them that way you know so the only thing you could do is like change uh the way that you attract those people and uh so that's you know if you do what everyone else is doing during that time of the year then you're gonna get anything else that anyone else can get uh, if that makes any sense <laughs> so you gotta like think outside the box is what i'm saying offer something like one of a kind and you have to really create a connection with your audience and uh so like if you're gonna do something like I suggest really just doing like a giveaway during that time of the year. That's what I did for the last couple of years during this time of year. Right now I'm doing one just for um, existing clients. Um, and then uh, and on Thanksgiving, I'm going to end up picking like a winner or whatever for like a $500 tattoo. Um, and uh, the winner is going to be chosen out of uh, somebody that like enters a contest and had left like a review uh, from a tattoo they got this year so it's uh basically entices and i'm going to do that every year on thanksgiving you know so it entices people to leave reviews every year all throughout the year because they get a chance to win a 500 hundred dollar tattoo once a year and uh, on the other hand you know it gets people excited and gets them talking about the shop and you know like every comment you get on it and shit like that you're responding to people you're connecting with them um <laughs> You know, like, if you can even, like, have the contest or whatever, like, include them sharing, like, their meaningful tattoo idea or, like, the story behind something like that or, like, some kind of thing that you can connect to, like, more deeper than, like, surface, like, just getting a tattoo for money, you know? Um, the other thing is, like, talking in those ads or, like, in giveaways, whatever contests, whatever it is, posts that you're going to make, any kind of... Uh, any kind of content that's going to be directed towards people you want to sell to you want to talk to that one client that you're desiring most like target them because you know good uh, clients like that they really don't shop based on price they have higher standards and they want an artist with equal or higher standards as well so you have to create something bigger than just a tattoo for those people it has to be a really pleasant experience you know there's a quote it says, there's no more room for mediocrity in the tattoo industry. Um, that's just like another tattoo artist told me that a long time ago. And uh, I believe that nowadays that applies to the experience as well. That there's no more room for mediocrity in the experience or the art. You know, So you have to create something unique, one of a kind in the art itself too. So it's better than to be a jack of all trades, to just be a master of one thing, have that custom style that you created. If it's like a blend of your favorite stuff or something that really like speaks to you, that says it's part you, you know? Um, when I went to New York City and I did a tattoo convention out there, it was my first one I ever tattooed at. And uh, it was amazing, you know? I talked to all these people. I was hanging out with this couple that was from Slovenia and they had this crazy ass fucking like illustrative like watercolor crazy style and I asked them like how do you get people to just get that stuff you know and like that's all you do and they said yeah like that's just all we accept you know they made it sound so simple uh almost made me feel dumb uh because you know if somebody wants something else they just uh 
refer them out to another shop, but where they're from, there's not many tattoo shops. Each shop kind of has their own specialty, you know? Um, I think that's a really cool way to do it, but we just don't have that kind of camaraderie here, especially where I'm at. Uh, everybody is just kind of trying to be a jack of all trades. So what I've done is try to create my own style like that. And uh, so it, it, it just stands out from everybody, you know? And then my experience too, because everybody kind of has the same old school, like walk-in shop environment, um, same kind of art, you know? It's, everybody has been tattooing like 25 years. So it's all that stuff that has been around forever. And uh, so I came in here and I just was like, all right, here's a private experience, you know, where just you and me in a little room and I have a waiting room and I have other private rooms to create the same experience with other artists for the same thing but with different styles of art in here, you know? So that's how I want to do it. Like, each artist has a specialty style. Um, rather than having it be where, like in Slovenia, where they had, like, each shop had a specialty style, it would be, like, one shop with multiple artists that all specialize. Instead of having, one, like, American style, it's having you know, multiple artists in the shop and they all are well-rounded, you know, um, or claim to be well-rounded. There's no real well-rounded, you know, like we're all better at some shit than we are at other shit and you just have to admit it to yourself and double down on that shit and just accept it and just be like, this is what I'm best at, this is what I'm trying to do, if you want this other stuff, go to this guy, that's what he's best at, you know, and the more you do that, the thing is, like, if you can't survive and do that, then you just need more attention, basically, because that's like the the biggest um, the biggest thing that is like the hardest thing to get nowadays, you know. But uh, I'll get to that. Uh, skipping slow slow season isn't about like scrambling at the last second to make ends meet. So that's one thing that like sucks to make this episode during this time of year because if you're already experiencing slow season then it's kind of hard because it's kind of already kind of late you know uh, but if you made it through before you'll make it through again so um, don't worry you know you just gotta like um, I don't know you just gotta like uh, prepare more in advance is what I'm trying to say because uh, you deserve you know more security than that so you you have to think like the squirrel and set yourself up for a well-fed winter in advance, you know? Uh, saving money is good, too, you know? But I hear a lot of tattoo artists actually suggest that whenever I see this question asked on, like, uh, online or whatever. Uh, I've seen in some of the tattoo groups that I'm in, some people ask questions like this. And people just say, like, damn, you're hitting slow season. Well, hopefully you saved enough money. But... Uh, if you could plan ahead in a way that keeps you, you know, working steadily through the holidays, then that's way better than, you know, being forced to live off savings for a period of time every year. Uh, you shouldn't have to do that every year, like, have a chunk of time where you're just living off money that you saved. Uh, you, sh you should at least be able to cover yourself, you know, and uh, make a living. Uh, I think the real key is building momentum far before slow season, like I was saying, really. And uh, that important factor, like I mentioned earlier, is gaining mass attention. And the way you could do that is, number one, through paid ads, which a lot of people are really, like, ashamed to put paid ads out there, sponsored ads and boost stuff on Facebook. And I don't understand why, like, uh, why you got a laughy face response on uh, somebody's, you know, like, somebody left one of those or somebody left a poor comment or, you know, a, like, a, uh, whatever, you know what I mean? Like, just fear of rejection, fear of people hating on you is a lot of times the reason people are against uh, sponsored ads, you know, they feel like they're selling out or they shouldn't have to do that or something. But uh, the truth is that a sponsored ad or a paid ad is is a smart ad because you either have two things in life whenever you're talking about advertising you have like two options either you can spend to create an ad you can spend time or money you know so if you want to spend all kinds of time doing stuff you can do that there's free ways to do that you can do a quarterly free giveaway um, you can do like other kind of publicity stunts like that or you could do charities and there's a lot of ways to create like big organic reach too but uh, 
if you can double down and put money into uh, ads like that that are already working organically or you can uh, put money into ads that you know are going to work uh, because it's quality content uh, you can double your reach you know like or, or more uh, in the area to a bunch of people that don't even know who you are rather than just having the people that already like your page see your stuff you know like you uh, you're missing out on a lot of people seeing your stuff if you're not paying for any ads basically and it's uh it's starting to become where it's actually uh, priced at the value that it is but for a lot of years it was really underpriced you know and maybe it still is uh, but it's getting more and more expensive to advertise this way so if you want to do that now is the best time more than ever and then you get busier and then you can afford ads easier and the more you reinvest into the ads the more that you'll stay busy and it'll just you know one hand will wash the other basically um, basically you just need to find a way to give your followers a lot of value before you ever ask for their business so create entertainment for free like I do a lot of videos that are just like 10-15 minutes just really like brings them behind the scenes lets them know how I do shit it's like subliminal messaging though because it's just entertainment for them but in the meantime I'm showing them everything about how I do things what kind of person I am and it's a big advertisement basically um, and for them it's just a free entertainment source so uh, you know you always run out of shit to watch on YouTube so do they and they could really be watching your video even if it's just something simple you know like a, a, a one of those, uh, I don't know, I can't think of the word right now, but, you know, one of those, where it's just like a bunch of pictures put together or whatever, uh, stuff like that, you know, like any, any kind of entertaining, like, vlog type of video is really good, people love tattoos, you know, so, like, all you gotta do, if you could get, like, a half-naked chick in your thing, too, like, in your video, like, those ones go crazy, too, and, like, sucks to say that, but shit, like, sex sells, you know, it really does work. So, um, be nice to people, you know, that's a big thing, a lot of people are like, oh, like, I'm a big jerk biker dude, and I don't want to fucking be friends with people, like, too bad, buddy, you know, you want to run a business, like, you're gonna have to fucking be nice to people, and, uh, get the stick out of your ass, you know, just, you know, leave that shit that's going on at home, like, at the door in the morning, that's one huge thing, is a lot of tattoo artists have a terrible attitude, and uh, that's going to drive a lot of your clients away. And uh, a big thing is you have to depend on return clientele, you know. If you're a tattoo artist uh, that doesn't get a lot of return clientele because of your attitude and your art is good, that's just stupid. You're kicking yourself in the ass by being a dumbass, basically. Like, you just need to chill. And, like, even if you're saying nothing, then sometimes that's better. You know, like, if you have to say nothing instead of saying mean shit or whatever, you know, like... Then, then that's how it has to be. Or if you have to put a block in between you, you know, maybe there's not enough filters. Like, you don't have, like, a front desk person first to, like, filter out all the people that they know are going to, like, push your buttons and shit like that, you know? Like, you need to, like, figure it out to where you're not, like, like uh, rubbing people the wrong way, you know? Because uh, the biggest thing isn't getting new clients, it's retaining clients. Uh, so, like, if you could get people to keep coming back, you need less people per year. So that's the key, you know, just get involved with your community, charities, like I was saying, is a big thing, and it's all a write-off, you know, so, like, if you're running your own business, I mean, like, I don't want to give tax fucking uh, advice or whatever, because I'm not, like, a lawyer or anything like that, obviously, and a lot of tax advice ends up kind of sounding shady from tattoo artists, but, you know, I suggest that you talk to, like, somebody that really knows what they're talking about with taxes, at least once, you know, and then you kind of know at least, like, that you're not going to go to jail one day if you're not paying enough taxes or something, uh, but that's a big thing that you want to do, is have enough things to write off, you know, at the end of the year so that you break even and shit, uh, that's a big thing about being a tattoo artist, because otherwise you're going to end up paying a lot of money every year, getting screwed over, and a lot of guys that got screwed over that way, um, it's all... It's all free publicity, though. Anything you do that's charity, you're involving yourself with the community. And uh, it's all, you know, just seen, to me, it's seen as uh, an investment of time. And, uh, you know, if you're really broke or whatever, then that's really, that's really good to invest your time because you don't have uh, money to pay for ads anyways, right? So you can put your time in. So 
a lot of things are free and just try to think outside the box like i'm saying and put your name out there you'd be surprised like people will pick up your little story like tell your story loud and proud too because like one time i was just talking in a post about like how, like uh how i use uh, digital media and stuff to advertise myself and uh social media like uh, the way things change, like how I design tattoos on uh, an iPad now versus like started everything on paper. And that uh, post uh, ended up getting seen by a local news writer and she ended up writing a thing about me and it was in the front page of the local newspaper. And that was a free advertisement. I didn't pay a dollar for that. So uh, you can't get better than the front fucking page of your local newspaper. You know what I mean? So I just blast it that thing everywhere everybody like ends up thinking you're way more credible than ever um it's just all around really good for your uh like for what people think of you you know like and anything you could do to just build that up that makes your value higher like if you're you know you'll win all kinds of awards you're in the newspaper all this shit like you're more valuable you know like you're you're uh rare more rare so and recognized you know so, basically, that's that's a lot of what I've wrote. I have a lot, a little bit more here. So, um, another tip that could help you is basically uh, employing like the power of the internet and uh, outsourcing more of your like menial tasks. Sorry, I have a few notes, so I'm also reading off notes too. But I'm I'm trying to just give you more than just what I wrote down because I feel like there's a, there's a lot to talk about with this, these subjects and stuff, you know, and I know that it's going to be an ongoing thing. I'm not going to be able to say everything here, but hopefully I've already given you something that kind of like, uh, I don't know, maybe click something in your mind. But uh, if you can outsource more of the menial parts of your days, like the little bullshit tasks, then uh, everything else kind of like frees up basically it frees up like more time for everything else so if you're trying to like uh, get better at your art skills you know then uh, then or if you're if you're trying to do anything else like be a good dad or you know and just be around your kid a lot or like uh, trying to think of other things you know like that I do like just uh, anyways basically if you want to do any of that like, it's always a good idea to try and uh, minimalize, like, your time with it. It's hard to put into words, I guess. What I'm trying to say is, like, you got to, like, I guess, like, earlier I said it the best. is like, it's either time or money, you know? So uh, you're either going to have time for all of this stuff, which is impossible. You're not going to be able to do everything. So you're going to have to invest money at some point, you know? And, uh like, even though I don't pay a percentage or anything, like, I still cut, like, almost half of my money so that I could put money into ads, you know, pay all the overhead and shit like that. So, um, that way I don't have to spend as much time on the internet so that I can be around my kids, so that I can learn more stuff with art, you know. Um, yeah, you can't be afraid to invest money. And even if you are trying to become a better artist, you should be paying more money, too, like, in instead of time if you can you know by taking like actual seminars and courses in person and then uh you're not you know just depending on your ability to just like naturally pick some shit up by just practicing and trial and error and shit so uh, some more advice would be like what i do at least my anecdotal situation like from my point of view the way I've done things to kind of like balance everything out now is I've been booking, trying to book three to four big tattoos a week, specialized pieces, like all year round pretty much. And then every month, month and a half, maybe two months sometimes, even more, um, I'll, I'll take like seminars or go to conventions and tattoo at the conventions. But really, I think I've been finding more value out of like going to them to hang with people, network, and, uh, get, like, uh, to learn, you know, like, because I don't feel like I have as much to provide as much at a convention besides some cool tattoos for people or whatever, you know, but, uh, 
I don't know. I just, I struggle with that a lot too, though. It's like that imposter syndrome, you know, you never feel like you fit into the crowd that you want to fit into most. And, uh, you always feel like you're just kind of like faking it to make it or something. But, uh, in reality, you know, like I've been there with these guys now, so I should take myself more seriously. But I think, uh, I just have a lot of respect for, for this industry and stuff, you know? So sometimes it's almost like I'd rather just go there humbly to learn and grow than and to get tattooed even and spend money than to make money or or to act like I'm part of that yet but even though I have been already and uh I've done that uh, it's just like it's not about that really to me anymore right now like because I found more value out of the other side basically which is like something that everybody kind of I notice when I talk to people, you know, they have different journeys. Like, everybody has a different journey. So, some people love conventions, and that's all they're ever going to do, you know? But, and that's that's cool for those people, too. Uh, and some people want to work, you know, fucking seven days a week or whatever, like, 12 hours or whatever. But I'm the kind of guy, like, I like to do, like, six hours of in one day, basically. That's, like, my longest day. And on those kind of days, like a really good ass day, you know, you only need one or two of those really in a month, in a day, in a week or whatever to uh, be able to survive and some, you know. Uh, but uh, if you're lucky, you know, to be able to uh, get like a ton of consultations all the time and stuff, then you uh, you can keep those. You can have more of a selection to book those bigger you know, pieces, and then if you're spreading them out three to four days a week instead of trying to book them seven days a week, I mean, you could always book out three days a week for two months, you know, and then if you feel like it, you could stop kind of booking out further and just book out those in-between days to anybody else that comes in, and that's kind of what I do. So I get comfortable at sitting at two months out booked, and then all those in-between spots, if I feel like I want to do more, then I'll book those. If I want to leave them open to be able to create, you know, the art in between, like to have a drawing day or just to have a day where all I do, all I do is consultations. That's a really good thing, too, to have at least one day where people can come any time of the day and get a consultation. Because uh, pretty much, like... That's the key, you know, focus on scheduling those consultations. Like if you could do, say, like a minimum of like 12 consults that uh, book uh, in one month, you know, then you stay out another month because say you have three in a week, you know. So as long as you do 12 consults that book a month, you should stay out another month. As long as you keep that month booked, you should feel comfortable really, you know, and you can go further with that or you can... Uh, you know, do less, but it depends on if your prices are going to fit that, that too, you know, you might have to up your hourly rate or like do some kind of like all day session price that fits that price for you. Like it's comfortable, like a thousand bucks for the day or whatever. Um, and if you get 50% of your shit taken, then, uh, that could be even harder, you know? So then you might need to do a few more. So this is like, probably better advice for someone in my situation where they're like paying a booth rent or have their own private studio you know uh this is how you could get more comfortable though if you are in my situation and uh you could get to the point you know where you're never really slow on tattoos and only on consultations you know like you at least know that you're going to be covered every week um and sometimes consoles can slow down, but it's okay, you know, you can, you can sacrifice a week or two of not even doing any, if you're booked out two months, you know, and that's, that's the key, it's like, how do you get more consoles, right, you have to do those things we're talking about, you gotta do a big ass giveaway, you know, fucking, off a big giveaway, of, you can get 30 or more consultations, you know, if you could turn that into two and a half months of booking, you know, still book like three to five a week, uh, from then on from ads and Google and word of mouth and other traditional advertising, then you're, you know, you're going to stay out that two months instantly from that giveaway. You're going to be booked out two months. And then if you do it right, and then from then you just stay that consistent, you know, three to fucking four a week or whatever, you know? And then, uh, that's when the wheel starts to really feel greased. And that's, it took me a little bit to get to that point, but, uh, and I did, I did giveaways and I did the, these like, <coughs> I did these like all day sessions 
where um, I would take like $200 off the top of a, a all-day session for anybody that booked. Uh, you could do that. You could take half down, you know. Uh, people will pay 50% on a big deal like that. And then you, you're sitting on a, a little bit of money that you're more comfortable with that too, you know. And then just don't spend that. Just sit on that. Leave it for the other part of the year. You know, if you do one of those specials, like don't fuck yourself, you know. Like don't dip into your your pot. And then uh, once you get comfortable, you know, from then on you could just keep doing those publicity stunts for chunks of consults, 30 to 50, 100, 200 consults if you're really good at it. I've done them and got hundreds of consoles off of uh, uh, giveaways before, like a $1,000 tattoo giveaway. People go crazy if it's $1,000 or more. That's a lot to people, you know, and like to you, it's subjective. You could say however long you want is worth a 1000 you know. You could say sleeves a 1000 whatever. It doesn't matter, you know. Like whatever you want to do, you can say they want it. So um, it's subjective basically like in that aspect. So... Uh, but you know you got to choose the 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 uh, giveaway and stuff before you know like really set the rules because people will get all upset and shit too like if you they feel like you know you screwed anyone over or whatever but uh, just do people right and just you know like stick to your own rules and stuff everything should go smooth uh, if you've never seen one of those giveaways you might want to like look into my stuff like Iron Tiger tattoos on facebook and you can look back and see some of the ones i've done they've been a little more successful over the years uh it's a lot of posts to go through though so um i don't know maybe i can figure out a way to share some stuff like that some numbers from that but uh really the biggest thing i mentioned it early on i'm just gonna re-mention it now because it's really important uh as long as you keep up with getting those console requests and keep booking people and then rebooking those people and you keep getting them to return and keep stacking on new clients you could get even more selective with the kind of tattoos you're doing and raise your prices even more and more over the years because your your tattoos are even more uh specialized and uh you know you're way more unique at that point and like I just said, like, I think that's a big thing. And I might have just kind of glanced over it again is just getting those return clients. Um, most people are always focused on getting new clients, but it's like you already tattoo all these people. They obviously like tattoos. They spend money on them. Um, you know, like sometimes people are getting really expensive ones though, where it's like a thousand bucks and they can only afford that once or twice a year, you know, but, uh, just contacting those people and, you know, just, reaching back out to them to see how their tattoo healed up and to maybe offer them some kind of deal even like it's better to return give a deal to a return client if you're going to give one to anybody than to give one to a new client because you're just going to attract cheap people on those new clients but you, you could attract uh the people that already like the kind of work you do and you know you could specifically pick out like the people who you liked working with the most and be like hey i really want to work with you again and you'd be surprised like how much that means to those people uh just make sure whenever you're doing all this that you're taking pretty big deposits on everything so that way you can really avoid rescheduling issues too this time of year it's not just about um having like a slow season is that a lot of people end up getting canceled on this time of year a lot and a big part of that is they're only taking a $20 deposit or something like that you know like you have to have somebody put down money to get tattooed you know at least a hundred bucks I think that it's it's fair to get up to 50% of whatever you're tattooing especially if it's a big thousand dollar tattoo or something because then if they don't come in you're and you only took $50 then you're out $950 for the day whereas they're not out shit you know what I mean and so it's not really like that scary to them to like not show up like they're not really like signing their life away or nothing so uh you have to make it feel more like all right i'm in you know sometimes you have to go above and beyond for those kind of people but you just have to be really clear on like how you do shit and usually people are cool with it because like um yeah like uh, there's gonna be those people that are like bugging for a tattoo design and shit but like you know, none of us do that. Like, none of us have 
tattoo design. Well, some people do if you have a little more time. I, I've done that before, too, where you have, like, somebody who's really bugging, so you give them a couple options or something. Or, like, I know some people that just do that for everybody, but that's very, very rare. Almost nobody does that. What we normally, like, what I do is already a lot for people. Like, when they come in, I have my design already ready. And then I show them then. That's the first time they see it. It's, I only tattoo one person in a day usually, so it's a big project. And then they already picked me based on the kind of style I do. And they just kind of gave me some subject matter and let me go crazy with this. So they're not expecting anything particular, you know, when they come in. So you have to really, like, make sure that client is your client. Otherwise, you know, then that's when you have problems is when you didn't, like, screen the client properly, too. That's a big fucking part of it, actually. Um, because people, you know, like they'll tell you who they are right away. You just got to pay attention. And if they're not your client, then you need to like recognize that and not be greedy about the money and just be like, Hey, like this is not going to fucking work out for us. I don't think, you know, um, and if they're not willing to pay the deposit and like not see the work or whatever until the day of, then it is what it is. There's other people out there that will. And if you act like that about it, then, uh, people tend to you know, realize, like, that you're the professional and that's just, like, your regular way of doing things. It's not like you're treating them abnormally or something, you know? This is, like, this is your standard set of procedures. So, um, you know? And then they come in, they see the design, but it's when they come in, it's somebody that already trusts me and, like, you know, they're going to go with what I, what I come up with. Sometimes you have to make a few adjustments. I'll do that in the morning before the tattoo when they first see it, you know? Um... But nobody's ever, like, upset, you know? So uh, I think that's part of it. That's a big part of, like, the screening process is getting someone to uh, really commit and put that money down on that deposit. And then, um, yeah, basically that's all my notes I have right here. I think I have left some pretty good info in here this time, actually. So I'm pretty happy with this episode. Um if you have any other questions or anything that you think I could help you with or whatever, uh, you could leave me a message on here. Uh, if you want to check it out, you can go to you can go to my profile on Anchor and um, click the messages and then send me a voice message on there so I could use it on this episode. Or you could just send me a message on Instagram at Ponyboy Tattoos or at Iron Tiger Tattoos, either one you'll find me, or Iron Tiger Tattoos on Facebook, or you can email me at Brian Andrew Briggs, B-R-Y-A-N-A-N-D-R-E-W-B-R-I-G-G-S, or you can text me, 209-300-9334, and uh, I really appreciate you listening to these episodes, and I look forward to giving you some more info. I'm going to try and think of another subject in advance, write some notes throughout the week again, and then come into, like, a quiet environment like this again where I could just kind of, like, give you my mind, uh, my uh, view on, on everything. So, all right, guys, I really appreciate your time. Thank you.